Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, hello and welcome to show number 364 from Engage for Success. Engage for Success is a not-for-profit movement and the UK's leading voice on the topic of employee engagement. We're raising awareness and running events through our area networks around the country and our topic and sector-specific thought and action groups, developing research, publishing case studies and shining a light on great practice. So do visit us at engageforsuccess.org to learn more uh, and also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter. I'm Jo Moffat. I'm um, co-host of the weekly radio show, but my day job is founder and managing director of Woodread. We're a specialist creative agency who work with clients to help them use their brands to engage their people and create high performing uh, workplaces and cultures. So today on Engage for Success Radio, we're going to be talking about after action reviews or AARs uh, and the approach uh, that um, when it is adopted can have a real impact on staff engagement. And to help us navigate the topic, I'm very pleased to welcome today's guest. Um, so our special guest today is Judy Walker. She is a senior business consultant with ITS Leadership uh, and a subject matter expert in the approach um, known as After Action Reviews. So um, I'm going to ask uh, Judy to tell us a little bit about herself, um, first of all. So welcome to today's show, Judy. Good to have you with us. Thank you very much, Joe. It is lovely to be with you and have this chance to talk to so many people who um, are engaged for success. Good. Well, thank you. I mean, it's a, it's a fascinating topic. And uh, when we were having our, our, our pre-show um, briefing conversation uh, last week, it's certainly something that I, I personally am fascinated by. And I think our listeners will find it really interesting, too. So um, so we're going to be talking about after action reviews and uh, and their impact on staff engagement and what the what the approach is. But first of all, can I just ask you to just give our listeners a little bit of an overview um, about yourself? What's your background? Okay, well, um, I've spent 34 years of my career working in the NHS. Um, the first 20 or so were in, the, in a clinical environment, actually improving the quality of child and adolescent services, mostly using play and other interventions. And then I was asked to join a team um, that was trying to do something about patient safety, doing something quite different about patient safety, because we needed to... Um, take um, the topic back to the ward, back to clinical teams, because I think safety had become something that the risk managers did. Right. You know, and, Someone and it else's was, responsibility. Exactly. It was yeah. being over-investigated and there was a fear culture and a blame culture. And what the team at University College Hospital did in 2009 was quite groundbreaking, was to actually take the power back to the front line using after-action review. Mm -hmm. So I was asked to join that team that was launching this new initiative. And so, although I've been doing lots of other things since 2009, at, at the heart of everything I do has been introducing After Action Review into new teams, new um, businesses, new parts of the NHS. Mm -hmm. And I left the NHS last year to join its leadership to actually have a chance to take AR 
right into the corporate world as well as into the healthcare sector. Right, right. So first of all, then my apologies, because I said that you were a senior business consultant at ITS leadership. And that, that clearly is my my mistake for mispronouncing it. So Often done, Joe. So apologies for that. Um, OK, so. Um, Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. Um, and I, I do actually want, because I think it, inevitably it's very, very relevant given the current situation in which we all find ourselves with the pandemic. I do want to talk about COVID-19 and how that perhaps has tied into AAR or how you may have seen some of that being applied. But I wonder if you can, first of all, just give us a brief explanation of what is and what is the after action review approach? What, what exactly is an after action review? Thank you. It, and it's, very, it's an incredibly simple concept, but it's actually quite challenging to introduce and to use mm-hmm. because it, in its essence, it's just four questions. It's four questions, but it's a structured debriefing process to help people learn from a shared experience. Right. It, but it's 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 talent it's a value comes in the quality of the facilitation. Mm-hmm. So it's why the NHS trains so many people in in being good after action review conductors, and the military do as well, mm-hmm. and corporate environments train those people to be that neutral facilitator. It's also about how it's also challenging because it's sort of trying to get people away from the blame that they want to do and and the the, you know the learning that is needed to be done Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. at its essence it's four questions with a neutral facilitator um and and it can be 10 minutes long or it can be two days right Right. So it's a process essentially to create a, a kind of growth mindset where we where we learn You've got it, absolutely. Rather than frightening people into not, you know, just hiding, hiding out of harm's way and and avoiding blame or trying to blame someone else. Yes, exactly. It's based on that principle that actually blame keeps us anchored in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas actually when you seek to learn, you're shifting it from from a, a negative. Well, you know, it's it's it is the way it is because Bob always does that. Yes. You know, or well, accounts are always going to be like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a blame position. Whereas mm-hmm. if we look, well, let's invite a, accounts to come and have a look at our end of year uh, or end of month through, uh, you know, processes and actually look in a no blame way, mm-hmm. we might actually get to understand the context and all the pressures on accounts and understand what might we, we might do differently in the future. So it's mm-hmm. got this future focus. Right. And so that's absolutely an essential part of the after action review. Mm-hmm. Another key ingredient is something you and your listeners will know so well is is psychological safety. Mm-hmm. When we create, you know, in an hour long after action review, a, mo- a place of psychological safety, it frees up people's thinking. Right. So you actually get a much better quality of reflection and insight than you would if it's like, well, let's just, you know, what lessons have we learned? But if we actually do it in a proper way, mm. people start really listening to each other mm. and actually really listen and making sense of what might be better in the future. Yes, because you could imagine that in a, in, a re- in a fairly rigidly hierarchical organisation, 
there's just a sense where people will defer to the more senior person because they, they're more senior, therefore they must be right. And that mm-hmm. more senior person will assume by dint of their authority that they cannot be at fault. And so people won't, won't speak up. And See, oh, be- exactly that. Yes, you, you've got it there. Hierarchy does all sorts of funny things to us. And, and it's why actually that, that transfer from the military into the NHS was so appropriate because the military obviously is the most hierarchical organization that you know we we know and yet they they've been developing after action review since the sort of second world war really because they really realized they need to change that traditional top down Mm. because because warfare is so different you need the eyes and ears of the troops on the ground if you're going to build the bigger picture so you need to kind of take hierarchy out of the learning process. And in fact, the, um, the officers that I um, have spoken to say literally they take their jackets with their stripes off and leave them outside the tent or the, you know, the office or wherever they're holding the AR. Yes. yes. As a metaphor for we're a learner when we come into an after action review. Mm-hmm. But, so that's the safe space in that in that example, isn't it? That you're giving somebody that psychological safe space to speak up. Yes. Interesting. I mean, it is a mis it is a mis mis um, misperception, isn't it? A misconception that people have that about the military that it is a very much a. I mean, of course, there are times when it is about command and control because it you know there are times mm-hmm. when that is entirely appropriate. But actually, and I, I kind of know this because I've got family members in in in, in it. Um, it's it's not the case like that most of the time it's it's a much more collaborative and learning environment isn't it yes yes exactly and and you need to know you know when and exactly the same as in a military in a clinical environment you know Mm. i watch in one of my favorite programs is 24 hours in a and e and you see you know the consultant when they've got a crash call coming in and code red the the um consultant is in charge of you know of the whole of the unfolding drama mm. in being very very directive and mm. contro- command and control is exactly what's needed mm. and then they do an after action review afterwards yeah and yeah. they get all the rich experience of you know what it was like for the radiographer couldn't get access because they had you know a particular bit of kit in the way mm-hmm. or this bay that where they had to do the crash call this time hasn't got enough plugs mm. and or whatever it is that they build that bigger picture so that every time they can continuously improve what they each one of them is doing. Yes, fascinating. Well, now that we've gone, we've gone quite nicely into the NHS. So um, I don't want to use up too much of the time we've got because we, we never have never have enough time in these yeah. in these shows. But I would just like to touch on COVID, and and um, you're not long out of the NHS personally. Um, in, in, are you but what, what's your take on what's been going on in in the last six months and have you seen for example have you seen AAR being applied yet or is it is it too early well the, I've got two hats on here one is it, it, it's leadership we've there's been a big the big change and then I have been doing some AAR work in the NHS so if I can perhaps talk yeah. about both of those so it's leadership obviously has a you know, corporate clients that we help that develop their leadership teams um, across across the world, across Europe. Mm-hmm. And um, there's been a real appetite to do after action reviews remotely because the teams have, because everything has been thrown up in the air. Mm. You know, there's this, it's like 
well, everything we were doing, you know, expecting to do this year has completely changed. And, and so the after action viewers help them really learn as they go, learn from yesterday to do it better tomorrow mm -hmm. in this sort of fast changing environment. So a lot of corporate clients, I think that's that destabilization that COVID has brought about and homeworking and different client relationships and redundancies and, you know, AI has really been helping them to have the sorts of conversations and do the sort of listening yeah. that they've needed to do. So that's been really interesting. But the after action reviews, I, I did a series of 10 for one NHS trust. And I was, uh, I mean, it was, it was phenomenal looking at the different clinical teams. Um, what the hospital did, they set up, they said there's going to be 10 after action reviews and any clinical team can ask, you know, can have a slot um, where they can come as a team to reflect on their experience of the first surge. And, and the language was very much around it is the first surge. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, it was a sort of stock take of a collectively of what and, you know, what they learned that they want to take forward. And it was remarkable because on the one hand, nobody's everyone's had their own pandemic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and for some individuals in these teams, it's been tough going. You know, they've had family members really sick. They've had so many people worried in their communities. And yet what really shone through was that they valued so much being able to do the right thing on a difficult day. They knew, you know, this is their time to step up. And they did. And they, they hierarchy was flattened because they had no knowledge of the, how to treat this disease initially. So they were all learning together. Right. And, and so in the after action reviews, this opportunity for the junior doctors to talk about their experience of being asked by the senior doctors. So what, what do you, you think, think? <laughs> was a genuine question? It wasn't just to test them yeah. on their existing knowledge, but it was a genuine, you know, so there was this sort of, blossoming of, of potential and you know student nurses um, supporting the dentists who came over to work in the hospital um, and help turn patients so the student nurse would be teaching a dentist how to turn a patient mm -hmm. so all of this learning about people's professional confidence and you know growing growth was was just really stood out mm -hmm. and for some staff there's actually a sense of regret and looking back, you know, at what what went before, and that gorgeous sort of time where they really achieved something amazing together. So they're sort of regretting that it came to an end. Mm. Obviously, not for the no, you no. know the patients involved, but for for the sense of purpose and clarity, and the lack of red tape. Yeah. They, they, the one that, it was so funny how many of the ARs people said, oh, it's been wonderful. You know, normally it would have taken us a year to achieve what we've done in a week. Mm, mm. And we haven't had to spend any time doing audits or quality improvement or filling in all those forms. We've been able to care for our patients. Yeah, do what they're there for, what their yes. job is, what they're validated by. Do you know, it's interesting. I mean, you, you, you talk about that. We were, what was achieved in a matter of days or a week. I mean, in the corporate world, we've seen the same thing, haven't we? You know, for so many years now, corporates have been talking about digital transformation and transformation 2030. Um, you know, we, we kind of got 
Digital Transformation 2030 on March the 23rd. You know? <laughs> it, was just, it was just incredible. Anyway, I'm conscious that we're, we're romping, eating out our time. So you've, you've touched a little bit on the origins of After Action Reviews having come through the military. Um, is, is that kind of where it began or did it? Did it yes, I, yeah, that seems to be looking at the history. There's a, it's all military writers who've been who, who started it, but that it began in the NHS um, in 2009 when UCLH brought it in from the British military. Right. Um, but it's in America, it's had quite a big Im- it's embedded in quite a lot of corporate environments in America because they have quite a strong history of taking their of, of senior military leaders going into corporate leadership roles. Right. Okay. So there's, you know, there's some big name employers in, in America that mm-hmm. use after action review uh, iteratively, mm-hmm. whereas it's quite new in Europe still. Right. Um, and, the, and the NHS has really, you know, really it's, it's growing and growing in the NHS, but it's, it still meets a lot of, it meets some resistance. Mm-hmm. Why is that, um, do you think? What, 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 what would those obstacles be? Well, in corporate in, in in corporate environments as well as in NHS environments, the the resistance comes partly because because we like blame, right? Okay, you no, know, it makes sort of, us feel comfortable to be able to protect yeah. ourselves and and have a bit of Schadenfreude about someone else is in trouble, not us. Yes, yes, is that it? Well, uh, well, I mean, have you? Anyone who's raised a child knows that you know, bl- <laughs> blame seems to be a very early sign of normal behaviour. Yes, yes. You know, it's quite, it's a lot of discomfort if we have to own up to something that might be a bit uncomfortable, you know, that wasn't, uh-huh. was less than perfect. Uh-huh. You know, whether it's the conference, you know, that you you organised and you just think, oh God, we, you know, it just didn't go as well as, you know, do you really want to go and voluntarily say, well, let's have an after-action review. Mm. Unless you're in an environment where, where you're used to an after-action review. So if that, and I, I absolutely take your point, that, that, that I recognise that, and I, I think brought up three boys, I absolutely recognise that. <laughs> but I wonder, does that mean, therefore, that not, if, you're, if, you, if you're training practitioners, or I think you called them conductors, did you, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to deliver this approach, um, it's part of their skill that they have to actually be very sensitive to encourage the participants to break through that innate resistance. Yes, and and yes, and that's that's exactly what we're doing. We're helping people to train. That we're training people to listen to the language and to manage the group process. Mm-hmm. So we. Um, the first two questions in an after action review expect, uh, set people up to speak in first person language. So they're not allowed to say, well, we ought to and we should have done this and, you know, it, and, and Bob should have done that. Uh-huh. It's very much I was expecting uh-huh. and I actually experienced this. Uh-huh. So you and that mitigates the, the sort of blame that goes on. But uh-huh. when you bring AR into a new organisation, the 50% of the work goes on before the after action review, when you just get people comfortable. Yes, let's have an after action review. Um, no one's going to be blamed, you know, and all that reassurance goes on. And then the conductor, once you get in the AR, 
sets the scene and holds people through the process um, so that you don't get blame. And I think the, yes, sorry, sorry. The, the other resistance to it is actually our, in our culture, we reward action, not reflection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So well, we, we, we reward an awful lot of the wrong things, don't we? We, <laughs> yes. record, we reward being sitting at your desk from nine to five thirty rather than what mm-hmm. you actually deliver. You yes. know, there's a, yeah. there's a whole raft of things we could. Uh, yeah, we, 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 we're not very good at really in that regard. Yeah. Yes. So 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 we tend to get appointed. We tend to appoint people who are very keen to, um, you know, go forward, make a decision, mm. make, mm. you know, make decisions and and move everyone forward. Mm. Whereas actually, actually, we took half an hour, an hour at the end of, you know, the the week, um, the project, the recruitment round, um, the conference planning. And actually said, you know, we're expected to get here and what's actually been going on for everybody today, mm. you know, mm. taking some time to reflect, mm. to gather the um, really engages people. Mm. You know, the ARs that that I did in this London hospital, um, you know, we had porters in the after action reviews. And at the end, you know, the learning, what have you learned and found most valuable about this after action review? You know, we had lots of people saying it's been so valuable to hear the experience of our colleagues, the porters. And it, that's that happened in a corporate AR last week. You know, it's exactly the same thing. Someone quite senior said, Do you know, having the voice of those who've been at the front line on this and dealing with all the customer complaints, you know, that's been so helpful to understand. And, you know, the person who was on the front line saying, oh, thank you, I've screened it. I've been so lovely that I've been heard. So this absolutely is utterly supported by Engage for Success's number three enabler, which is around employee voice and mm-hmm. recognising that employee voice is much more than just a, a survey every year or so or a pulse mm-hmm. survey every mm-hmm. few weeks. It's mm-hmm. about actually recognising that people doing the job and on the front line have very often got answers and ideas and ways of making things better do you um a a couple of quick couple of questions do you when you're doing an after action review um is there an optimum number of people i mean you know does it can it become unwieldy how many how many people take their stripes off their uniform and walk into this tent um to, to have their voice heard and contribute that's a very, very good question, and it's one we debate we debate a lot. And I've got I've got a, um, a an AR conductor group meeting on Wednesday morning, and it's actually one of the questions that people have said: Can we discuss how to run big ARs? So an AR, the optimum size for one facilitator, and in a room is I think about ten, because you want everyone to be fully engaged, mm-hmm. and and not you know well, there's no passengers in an AR it's one of the ground rules that every person contributes. So if you've got an hour long AR, if you've got 10 people, that's, they're not gonna be able to contribute as much as eight. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's keeping the numbers down so you get the quality of the listening and the quality of the contribution. Mm-hmm. But yet um, the World Health Organization runs after action reviews over two days after a public health emergency, for example, a cyclone in Mozambique or the um, measles outbreak in the Pacific Islands, mm-hmm. you know, they'll, they'll gather together all of the major, major people who responded in the country to help them learn for themselves, you know, what worked well in that response and, and what might 
where the improvement would be. So that would be 80 people. Mm, mm. But it's a different process right. um, and a more, much more lengthy one. But mm. that's the sort of optimum. Okay. And, and are, conductors, are conductors usually from within the organisation or the corporate and or, or, or they, can they be kind of helicoptered in? Or they less uh, trusted when that <laughs> yes yes well no there's, there's a mixture of uh, dynamics going on i think what what we know is that every conductor is going to learn absolutely shed loads of useful information about a business mm. so it's better for them for businesses to have their own conductors you know to train your rising talent Mm-hmm. because if they go and run an AR for finance and then for HR and then for upstairs and then for downstairs they've learned what the business is where all the issues are all the good things are too yes yes because it's not just about uncovering the, the bad is it it's, no. it's not saying it's not called the what went wrong review it's called the after action review yes and yeah. the, yes uh, and I mean there was a lovely AR I did um, in, in a business that just won a tender They'd moved from doing um, uh, lots of, most of their business had come through lots of small contracts mm-hmm. and they wanted to, they'd had to move because their public sector um, clients were moving into large block contracts. And so the after action review was, they, they'd done a large block contract, they'd been successful. So it, the AR was to capture all the steps of the success mm-hmm. of that. So in 19 minutes, we'd sort of nailed the key components of success so they could then replicate it over over and again over and over again but in that circumstance they invited me in to facilitate that because they didn't have their own people Mm -hmm. um yet trained so you know and the neutrality does help i can run after action views for my own team and have done so Mm. but they're not nearly as good right because i'm not you because I'm too involved. Too I'm, close, yeah. I, you can't yeah. see things clearly and you can't yeah. challenge clearly. I'm, I'm conscious that I've, um, I've sort of um, need to move along a little bit because we've, <laughs> uh, we've got about eight minutes or so left. So it, I, I, in your um, preamble um, to the show, you talked about AAR as being the most successful organisational learning method yet devised, quote. Um, <laughs> and I, I wonder, is what what research is there to 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 prove that this is actually a you know a valuable thing for organizations to invest their time and effort in well that thank you that quote came from peter senge and his book called the fifth discipline which was written in 1990 again an american context where they'd seen how valuable ar had been joining people the individual learning up with the organizational learning Mm -hmm. so it sort of bridges across but the research there was a brilliant paper published by Scott and Tenapan in 2012, um, which was a meta-analysis of, six, I think it was 46 different research papers looking at after-action review research. So those 46 papers, the ARs had been done mostly, the, the research had mostly been done in controlled environments where you'd have, um, you know, 100 students, um, doing team perform team tasks and 50 of them would have been doing AARs after each of the tasks and 50 of them wouldn't have been you know under test okay. circumstances mm-hmm. but they that meta-analysis of all of that research showed that the um the team performance improved by 20 to 25 percent 
And in fact, there was another paper published just last week that actually looks uh, at some more research that seems to indicate it could be an even bigger effect. Mm -hmm. So take, doing a structured learning activity together after uh, an experience clearly improves the team's performance. It creates the alignment, it creates the bigger picture. You know, our brains are quite, you know, we'd like to think we know everything, yeah. but actually, we're quite simple little folk, really, aren't we? With we all our, are hard wiring. Yeah. Yes, we are. And so the AR builds that bigger picture where you see. Do you remember there was an ex? There was a brilliant game on one of those early TV shows where you, they had, did a close-up view of a hairbrush or something, and the whole team had to guess what you know what it was from oh. from that close-up view. What was yes. that TV program? Was that Ask the Family? Something like was that. Was that that yeah. thing with Robert Robinson and the yes. families? And the, yes. Yes. you know, the trouble is now, Judy. I think we're we're showing our age to our, we are, we are. our listener base. But yes, I know. I do remember what you mean. And yes, when you see something, when you're too close, you've yeah. got no way of knowing what you're looking at. But you see, yeah. you must. You must. Yes. Stand and the by. AR gives us that helicopter view yeah. because you've got the social safe, psychological safety, and mm. the fear of blame removed. Mm. You mm. get that bigger picture, and mm. you everything becomes a lot more you know the light bulbs just go off so there's lots of evidence that it works lots of evidence that it impacts on organizational performance um we're we're engaged for success this is an engage for success radio show um we're all about employee engagement what what do people say how you know how does it impact upon the engagement of the team and individuals well people people walk into an after action review normally quite anxious Mm-hmm. They walk out with their heads held high. They walk out ha- having been listened to, having un- and understood where they are and where other people are in the organisation. So there's a there's a and the businesses that use it iteratively and and professionally, mm-hmm. they they love it. It becomes a verb. Let's AR that. Oh really? Okay. So it is a, it's like, let's Google it. It's a, yes, I'll, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so, and that, that's at every level in the organisation. Mm-hmm. Um, although I have to say some, some boards are a little more hesitant than, than other groups to do it. So why, why, I mean, if it's so marvellous, which clearly it is, mm-hmm. why, why aren't more organisations doing it? Are there, are there particular sectors where it, it is, more effective than others or, or what what are, what are the barriers to wider use would you say Jim? well i think you know safety critical industries there's a real you know jeopardy you have to learn and you have to learn fast otherwise you know there's a risk of catastrophic harm isn't there yeah yeah um i mean the so airline the, the aviation yeah. airline industry a classic yeah. example aren't they yes and the nuclear industry and you know yeah, uh, yeah. but but it so it doesn't you know in a corporate environment it doesn't seem as obvious does it that we mm. need to learn from yesterday to do it better we, and yes. I think the resistance is that also that we give people jobs because of what they know we're always we employ people because of their their knowledge so to, it's kind of counterintuitive to say I'm uh, you know actually let's hold an AR because we need to learn because mm. you're kind of having to admit what you don't know mm. that you don't know it all so mm. it takes a very special sort of leader mm. very special sort of culture to say we're going to become a learning organization we, we we're all learners here me included mm. 
interesting you should say that because I think that is one of the big cultural shifts of the workplace that we've seen over the last 10 20 30 years where mm-hmm. we've gone from where your your currency in the workplace was about what you know and your experience that you built yeah. up over your lifetime whereas now your effectiveness as a leader or a team leader or a people leader or a manager is actually about your ability to coach encourage collaborate mm-hmm. show vulnerability mm-hmm. acknowledge what you don't know I mean these are all the things that have come out in spades in the last few months but actually is a trend that we've been seeing in the more the more enlightened workplaces I think um yeah, along yes. the way so yeah it's interesting isn't it um, I'm conscious we've only got a couple of minutes left so um if there was and you'd said at the very beginning there were just sim- four simple questions to this but clearly it's a an application that you need skill to apply so without sort of suggesting that li- listeners can go away from this 30 minutes and become, you know, run an AAR tomorrow, um, is there, are there any principles that you would say people could apply, even if they don't necessarily embrace the whole, the whole shebang? Yes, absolutely. The, uh, the principle is we actually, you, me, everyone, uh, we're learning something every day but we're very rarely conscious of what we're learning. So the principle that you can apply is to ask yourself, what have you learned today? Because then you bring, you bring your experience into consciousness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, have a blank piece of paper right at the top. What have I learned today? Mm-hmm. And fill it. And you will find that actually th- there's a lot of rich learning. And you could do exactly the same thing in your team at the end of the week. Right. What have we learned this week? Yes. Big flip chart on your on your Zoom, big flip chart. What have we learned this week about, you know, our recruitment processes, our engagement with our clients, um, how people are adjusting to the new stage? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it drawing experience out into consciousness in that way will then build that bigger picture and give you a much better platform, you know, for going forward. Yes. Thank you, Judy. And it and it's and it's being intentional about that, isn't it? Exactly. It's yes. it's 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 about building it into your daily or weekly processes to sort of think about how you can actively and intentionally ask that answer those questions. That's yes. great. Lovely. Um, thank you. Jude, Judy Walker, senior business consultant at its leadership. See, I've got it right this time. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your clear enthusiasm and insight and uh, and skill for AAR um, thank you for listening to engage with success radio we'll see you at the same time next week and don't forget you can download or stream any of the great shows from our archive at any time so thank you and uh, goodbye engage for success radio raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work